It's time for the Charlotte FC Podcast. Block, Tuzbiak's going to get it back. Westwood, rather Vargas, the touch, the finish! Goal, 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 goal! Goal, goal, goal! The Alba, whipped in, good ball! Oh! Christian Kalina, a save to save the season! I really think you guys will like this episode with Nick Scardina. Of course, he came to Charlotte via the Super Draft from last year and played most of the year on Crown Legacy, although he had some some time up as a substitute for MLS. But hopefully he'll see some action this year. And when I was talking to him, he was about to go out to Coachella with the rest of the first team. So good luck to him. And just you'll love hearing this attitude of this kid and, and what he has going for him and how maybe he can be an impact not only for the Charlotte FC players, but also the community and just, you know, helping inspire other people. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the show. We have Nick Scardina here. So glad that, that you're on here, Nick. Thanks for making time. I hear you're headed to to California. So that must be a good thing and uh, that you got the, the kind of the call up to go out to Coachella. Yeah, preseason so far has been awesome. It's great to be in the mix with the guys, get back to playing. Personally, I thought the off season was a little long, the two months, two months went by a little too slow for me. So I'm ha- I'm happy to be back and happy to be in in the thick of things again and heading down to California soon. Get some some games in. So super excited. All right, and so for people who who may not have known, you know, you you were part of that kind of super draft package of a couple of years ago with with Andrew and Patrick. And Brandon, can you kind of just tell how you landed in Charlotte? What kind of things went through your mind? And people know you played at Washington and um, very, very good program there. And that mm-hmm. program has produced a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit about that moment? Yeah. I mean, even speaking to Washington, Washington was a great experience, um, not just on the soccer field, but just for me personally, just becoming, becoming the person I want to be. Um, and in terms of my journey here, yeah, I was drafted in the super draft second round and I was faced with the decision of whether I wanted to return back to the university of Washington and finish school, um, because I still had my COVID year. So I still had another year of eligibility. So once I got drafted, I was kind of juggling that drafted, I was kind of juggling that, um, And I think the thing that stood out to me about Charlotte and the organization was that they believed in me and felt that developing here for the year would be really good for me. And I mean, looking back on it now, I think it was the best decision I could have made. And even just the the schooling all worked out. I was able to finish my degree and everything. So I think it was really, really important for me to to come out to Charlotte and and develop here and have, have that year last year where I was learning new things at a different position than what I was used to playing. I was at the right back spot, whereas I was more used to playing on the wing. So yeah, I I felt like last year was really a good development year for me. 
Nice. And so if if you didn't have that degree, would that decision have been harder? Been harder? Knowing that you yeah, had that extra year sure. and you're like for young? sure. Yeah. I mean, Washington was just awesome. I mean, the the guys over there, they're just some of the best friends that I'm gonna have for the, the rest of my life. I mean, the memories I have there, I'm gonna cherish forever and and just the coaching staff as well, super supportive, always wanting what's best for me. And I think it, it it came down to to the schooling piece, but I mean Washington was able to let me finish on the scholarship that I was on over there, so it all worked out perfect. Nice. So for people who might not know, like how college students are basically recruited and in, in going to the MLS, how did that process start for you? Like, you know, somebody scout shows up, talks to you. Like, how does it kind of get into like? Here you are as this person, mm -hmm. you're like the man at Washington and you had several other good players with you too, but, but then all of a sudden, like, we want to draft you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my experience was a little different than maybe others in the, in the traditional sense. I wasn't invited to the, the combine. I didn't really know what was going to happen. I mean, I, I came up in the Portland Timbers Academy ranks before college so they still had my rights and i was kind of like waiting on them to see if they wanted to sign me or anything like that and so once that that decision was made i genuinely thought that i would have another year back at college and finish school and play another year and then the draft kind of happened and i got i got i saw my name pop up and everything changed from from that moment on and i'm super super grateful for it as well it was, it was a really cool moment but, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, leading leading up to it, there really was no communication to me what was going to happen. I really wasn't expecting anything, but. Wow. Mm -hmm. So did after that, like they, they give you a call and be like, hey, we want you to come on this. We got, you know, Crown Legacy. I mean, they didn't even know necessarily Crown Legacy or they knew, but it wasn't public yet that Crown Legacy was going to mm -hmm. be this big thing that it was that you were mm -hmm. a part of. Yeah, I mean, I have a really cool draft story. So my family, my family and I were actually down in Mexico for Christmas when the draft was going on. So we were, we were all just down there having a good time and then watching the draft together, cooking dinner and stuff, just all around the TV. And that first round went by and I really wasn't expecting much. But then just watching the, the draft ticker go down, go down the names. And then I saw my down the names and then I saw my name pop up and then we all just went crazy. And I think that's just a moment I'm never going to forget. And then yeah. I, I got a call from Bobby and uh, Zoran and Lissandro and all the, all the scouts. And they were saying, you know, welcome to Charlotte. Really excited to have you. Um, so it was, it was nice to talk to them after that moment. Super cool. And then kind of just, I didn't really know what to expect heading to preseason. I didn't know if they were going to sign me or if it was going to be more, they were looking at me for an MLS, an MLS situation or just develop and then kind of see where it goes. So mm -hmm. it was cool getting that preseason MLS experience for sure. I'm super grateful. I was able to earn um, a first team deal last year, which really showed the commitment from the club, which was, which was really awesome. And then, yeah, the, the year was, it was filled with ups and downs, but I mean, overall, like 
I'm just super happy with with how when how I was able to develop on the field and even off the field as well. So what's yeah, you talk about good points because you know as a young player, it's not all just what's on the pitch. Like you have mm-hmm. to do a lot living, you know, even though in college you're living by yourself, it's yeah. still different than being all the way away from anybody family, unless you have family close by, but you know, it sounds like mm-hmm. they're on the other side of the yeah. the country. And but like for you to develop as a player on the pitch, like what did you see when you came into the season? Because you're like, okay, crown legacy, I got to get a chance to be moved up. But what did you see kind of your role last year? And like, where did you think you excelled? And where do you think, all right, this is where I need to make progress? What, what are some specifics there? In terms of last year, I think it was mainly just kind of just showing up every day and, and giving my 100% to, to every single moment of training. That was, that was my big focus. I really wanted to improve on the little things, learn as much as I could, especially playing a new position. So my role, my role last year was kind of just to, to show up and give, give my 100% every single day and try to impress some people along the way and, and show what I'm capable of, really. I, I mean, I'm really confident in myself. I know what I'm capable of, but I mean, it was a cool experience to have last year, the coaching staff in the in the front office behind me, um, teaching me teaching me things and being able to apply that uh, on the field and in games for Crown Legacy and even in trainings for first team as well. So, I think those were those were the biggest pieces of last year in terms of what I was focusing on. Nice. And do you talk to Andrew and Patrick and Brandon because they all both kind of went up and down mm-hmm. Andrew more stayed later but do you talk to them and ask them because you came up a couple times for I guess you were considered substitute but you never got the MLS action mm-hmm. did are there things you talk to them what to learn from from those experiences since didn't really yeah. get to capture it yet yeah I mean I mean those are some of my some of my best friends on the team super close with them so I mean we talk a lot and and just hearing what they have to say from their experience on the field in MLS, um, it's just something that I'm I'm really excited to do and push myself even further to earn that opportunity. I mean, obviously, it's the the speed of play is different, but I mean, the biggest thing from them, from what they told me, is just is being confident and kind of just and being yourself. You can't you can't play scared out there, or else people are going to know that you're playing scared. You kind of just you got to bring that confidence on the field and it'll translate in the way you play. So you kind of got to own what you, what you do best and just do Mm -hmm. it. Right. Yep. Exactly. So do you have any, with the first team, since you practice, do you have mentors? Because like you said, you kind of shifted positions and you're like, I need to really learn best how to do this. Like, who did you, who did you go to? Who did you do extra film or extra practice or talking with? Is there, whether Mm -hmm. it's coaches or players, you got anybody that kind of you leaned on? Yeah, I mean, really the coaches for Crown Legacy, Jose, he was really important in kind of developing me into a fullback and kind of was teaching me uh, a lot of things. I mean, even in trainings, we'd work on 1v1s, which I wasn't I wasn't used to doing on the defending side as much. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just getting used to that stuff. I'd say guys on the first team i mean i i looked up to like nathan and and jalen as well just cuz they played my position so watching them every day what kind of their habits were how they go about certain situations 
definitely helped me be more comfortable when I was out there on the field. Nice. Now, we know we had a new coaching change and, you know, so you've been here now for that change. And, you know, with every new change, just when you came from Washington, you're like you're there to show that you can you can do things. Mm-hmm. So now you got a new opportunity, someone that basically you got a blank slate. Everybody got mm-hmm. that. Yeah. What is your approach to new situations, whether it's a new coach, a new teammate, a new athletic trainer? Like, how do you approach this newness? Mm-hmm. I'd say just approaching newness is in terms of in, in this situation with the new coach, it's, it's super important just to show that, show that you care about the team. And I'd say there's certain times where you want to show what you're about, what your abilities are. But the number one thing that you have to have, in my opinion, is just showing that you're putting an effort in to help the team. Um, so I've really just been focusing on giving my 100% in training and really putting across that, you know, I care about the team and I want to help in any way that I can. So just, just giving my, my effort every single day and kind of just seeing, seeing where it leads. So. And being open to coaching and being open to like doing new things and being like, they suggest something, go and do that. Right. It's just Mm kind of putting yourself out there based on what they need. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I'd say along with that, it's the the togetherness piece as well. Um, you know, you're, you can't shine by yourself out on a soccer field. You need those, the 10 players on the pitch beside you. Um, so I'd say togetherness is a big piece of gelling the team together mm-hmm. and finding success with that. Does that mean doing stuff outside of the pitch? Hanging out with them? Is that part of it, you think? Oh, yeah. I would I would say so, for sure. I mean, even just like small things like just playing video games with the guys or kind of just getting that the good positive energy going brings that togetherness for sure. Whether it's just like playing FIFA or eating meals together after training, you know, talking to new guys, seeing their different experiences and going over training and what they're seeing as well. Just it builds the, the togetherness of understanding that is really good. Nice. And so I want to kind of get back to the newness part. So for you and your motivation, do you have certain personalities that you've like noticed over your lifetime? Like these people like really get me fired up, whereas other things that certain people do are like, ah, that doesn't jive with me as much. But like you can tell like when you're around people, like you're just elevated. Are there Mm -hmm. certain characteristics that you noticed? Yeah, I mean, it's really just it's about the energy people have for me, in my opinion just the high energy of just wanting to be better cultivates that not just for me, but for the team as well. Um, I mean, personally, I would say just like a high energy guy really motivates me to do better, but even with a high energy guy out on the field, it's the guy, he's not like going after you after a mistake. He's, he's motivating you through his energy and his words of affirmation and, kind of just out on the field that showing that belief in you, I would say, is, is a guy that's vocally showing that they believe in you. And if I'm feeling that out on the field, I surely feel confident. Kind of like after, you know, maybe an error or something like that, instead of being like, man, you should have done that. But like, come on, you can do it next time. That kind of positivity mm-hmm. kind of person, mm-hmm. not somebody that yells for at sure. you, but more just motivates you by sure. like believing in you. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. What, so 
we talked a little bit about just kind of your year last year and you said the changes on the pitch, but what about off the pitch moving here? Like what in your life has been a challenge, you know, having to kind of manage by yourself at such mm -hmm. a young age? Yeah, I mean, well, obviously Charlotte's a little far from from Portland and Seattle, the Northwest, which I was a little, which I was used to living in. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, even, even the weather is pretty different, especially in the summer. But I'd say I had it kind of easy last year. I had a roommate. Um, I was living with Chris Agart. So I had, I had it pretty easy, kind of showed me the ropes a little bit, took me mm -hmm. around the city, got to know it pretty well. And I'd say just like the biggest piece of, of it being so new last year was what I was, I had to cook more. I, I had to figure out what I was going to eat in college. Like it was kind of like I had a bunch of roommates. So, I mean, yeah. we cook together, maybe go out for food, but I mean, Focusing on nutrition was not a new thing for me last year, but something I took more seriously. So I'd say that the cooking piece was was something yeah. I really focused on last year. That's good. That's it's, a good yeah, idea. it's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> and then as far as like you said, you grew up in the Northeast and you were academy player for Portland. Do you have any, because we have a couple of folks who are on the staff that came from Portland and mm -hmm. Miles Joseph just just came over from there. Did you have any interactions with any of these people? Were there any familiar faces when you came over here or now? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Last year, there really wasn't any familiar faces for me. Um, I mean, I knew Brandon Cambridge because he went to University of Portland. So, I mean, mm -hmm. him and I really had a good relationship heading here together last year and then I didn't know Miles as much um, but I knew this past off season I was training with his son a bit back in Portland so I knew his son um, so there was kind of like just the connection from that a little bit but I mean if a guy's from Portland there, there will always be that kind of connection really right. so. Mm. so is there something about where you live that you kind of like hold on to just as far as like how did it influence the type of person you are now is there something about your area or just maybe your family that you've taken i'd say there is um i wouldn't say as much as as the city kind of um shaped who i am it was it was just the people people that were in it and and surrounding me and and rooting for me um i mean my best friends there in portland i still talk to a bunch and have a lot of family and family friends in Portland as well. But I think growing up in Portland, the rain and the weather really shapes you. And I it just, it, it just, you got to live there for, for multiple years to kind of just have that mutual understanding of the dark, getting through the dark, dark, cold, rainy days and definitely living out in Charlotte. I got it a little bit nicer on the, on the weather side. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. You know, you have to play in some hot weather too. So yeah. When you were very, very young age, like when did you start noticing like, oh man, like I'm good at soccer. This can be my thing. Mm -hmm. Did you have a moment you're like, wow, I, I could actually make a career out of this. And to be honest with you, I really didn't have like a moment where I was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go make a career out of it. It was kind of when I was younger, you know, my parents put, didn't really know much about soccer. I played a bunch of sports when I was little, basketball, I ran track, played a little bit of football. Um, and so I, my parents kind of 
let me try soccer because I wanted to play. And so I was playing rec longer than I probably should have been um, and kind of just tearing it up in, in the rec leagues. So I eventually made the jump to club soccer, played for East Side Timbers, West Side Timbers. And then I was kind of just having fun with it, you know, scoring goals, playing striker, the whole deal, and then moved on to the Timbers Academy. And it was kind of just going year by year. I didn't really know what to expect. I just wanted to keep playing. And that soccer was really all I knew. And I knew if I dedicated myself and worked that much harder than the person beside me, that, that I would be able to keep playing for as long as they were. I mean, if I were to just put in the work and, and do the right things, that I knew I could just keep playing. And I found myself in opportunities going to the University of Washington and finding myself here that that was able to happen. Um, I was able to just keep playing, which is what I've always wanted to do. And it, it worked out perfectly. Nice. What did you get your degree in? So I still Wait. have 12 credits left, but I'm okay. getting my degree in communication and minor in business. So I'm nice. looking to finish that up this summer. So good. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Good yeah. for you. Now, you've probably had lots of opportunities for like jersey swaps. Is that something, a thing for you? Trading someone's jersey? Yeah. And you know, um, getting one or something like that? Yeah. Last year, one of my better friends, Lucas Meek, he was playing for Inner Miami. And so when they came to play the Legacy, he made the trip up, played in the game, and I was able to do a, a jersey swap with him at the end of the game which was a really cool moment, especially just because we spent so much time together in college and just had those, mm -hmm. those cool college cup memories together and countless other memories. So it was cool just seeing him just in a new setting. It was, it was pretty weird. Like just, just seeing him on a new team. So the Jersey right. uh, swap is definitely cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But. So like, how does that happen typically? Is it, is it, Mainly with people like you just reach out to them if it's, well, this point, you know, he already knew him, but like, mm. how does that situation happen? For yeah, I mean, in know? terms of, of jersey swaps, I would say like just for people you don't know, you kind of earn people's respect on the field. Um, and I mean, if a guy comes up and asks for your jersey, um, it's kind of like, it's more of a respect thing that like, yeah, like great game, um, really respect you. Like, yeah, let's let's trade jerseys. Why not? I'd love to have your jersey. You can have mine. So why not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, also, when you're growing up, is there anything as you've gone through and you said you played lots of soccer? Is there like a moment in your career where actually another person or another player talked about you and the impact that you made on them? I'd say the more hum the more humbling things for me. Um would be the the coaches that that believed in me early on and kind of gave me those chances. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, it is kind of crazy that if some of my kind of crazy that if some of my youth coaches didn't you know take that chance on me or see anything in me, I really don't think that I'd be here today at this point playing for Charlotte FC. So I'd say I'd say the most humbling experiences for me would be kind of hearing back from those coaches. Um, back in my youth days, as well as academy days. Um, so, yeah, and, and kind yeah. of just hearing what they have to say and cheering me on. So, yeah.
do you have a moment from your playing days that's like like something you just like could rewind over and over again you're like that was like your your excellence at play yeah goal a pass. sure i mean yeah for sure i mean there, there's a bunch of different moments that you know i remember in turn just scoring goals or the crowd going crazy but there's a couple of moments that stick out for me but i, I think one of them I think the most important moment that stood out to me was when we won the the final four matchup against Georgetown in in Cary for the College Cup. Just seeing my team and just in that situation, a place that the University of Washington had never been before, and I think it was that was a moment that was just so cool to me, and I'm never gonna forget just the scenes after after winning that game. Everyone smiling and yelling and happy. You got fans in, in the stands, family as well. So that that was a really, really cool moment I'm never gonna forget. That's cool. Now, what is what has been the hardest part about being a professional soccer player? Hmm. The hardest part, the hardest part. Last year was a really long year. Guys had guys would tell me like it's a really long year. It's a grind, you know. And I didn't, I didn't really believe them. I was like, yeah, whatever. I was coming from college. Like, I was like, I'm actually looking forward to playing more games and having more trainings and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But last year was a really, really long year. So I'd say that that was a huge piece of kind of my introduction to, to professional life coming, coming from college and having such a short season to now it being the whole year. Your MLS is is the longest season, pretty yeah. much, with all the breaks yeah. and mm-hmm. preseason. I mean, like you said, you were talking about being a long time for, you know, having your 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 off season, but it really mm-hmm. was not that long. Yeah, when you think about it, it really wasn't that long. But I just personally, I just, I mean, I love playing soccer. That's what I love to do. So I mi- I missed, you know, the organized trainings and and all that. So yeah, yeah. Do mm-hmm. you, you get to do any trips? No, I didn't. I didn't take any, any. I drove up to Seattle once, but I was really just spending time with family. I didn't really take any trips. But I think next year, next off season, I might. I might take a trip. I might need it after after my second second year. So <laughs> yeah, you're, you're grounded now. You'll you'll be okay yeah. to, to leave. Yeah. yeah. So, what is something? Obviously, of course, playing in the MLS and, you know, starting in those kind of, you know, winning championships. But what would you like to do that you haven't done yet? Is there Mm -hmm. something that you're like, just like really envisioning? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I really want to make my MLS debut. That's that's one thing that I want to do. But I mean, after that, having really just a positive effect on on the community, whether that's like performing as best I can on the field or getting involved with some community aspects as well within Charlotte. Uh, I really want to look to do that, but I'd say the biggest thing is making my MLS debut and kind of making an impact on the MLS stage. And showing what kind of player you are. So if somebody has never seen you play, which hopefully they'll go back and watch all the, the crown legacy and, and your mm-hmm. Washington days, but more Crown Legacy because of that's the kind of the role and position you're in right now. What what do you think others would see right away? I think that they would see speed, first thing, commitment, dedication, calm, uh, but also plays with intensity, I think. 
is what they would see out of me. I like to give my 100% every time I'm on the field, whether that's making runs forward, giving options to my front guys and helping score goals or give assists, or whether that's defending in my own box and helping the team earn a clean sheet. I really want to do everything to help the team win. So whatever, whatever that is, whatever we need to do that, whatever I need to do that, I'll, I'll do it. So. So was there a, a, after the season was over, you kind of decided, Hey, I need to concentrate on this. Like I realized this is the thing that will take me to the next level or what I need, whether it was specific ball skills, specific things and just understanding the game. Is there anything you took from this last season? And you're like, I got to make sure I get this down. For sure. Heading into the off season, there were, I mean, a couple of things that I really wanted to improve on more than others. Uh, mainly it was getting into the gym more. I, I wanted to put some, some more muscle on. So I was focusing on that the off season. And then on the playing side, I would say, the 1v1 defending was a big area that I wanted to improve on. Coming from playing winger in college, I really never had to defend a guy 1v1 where they're driving at me. It was all, I was always on the front foot pressing other people. So, so that's what I was used to. The offseason, I worked a lot on my 1v1 defending, which I really wanted to work on from last year. How does one do that? Like you can watch film, but like you have to practice and do like, mm -hmm. what, what kind of things are you doing to really practice that? Like, are you saying like, so-and-so I'm just going to cover you that kind of thing yeah. you get somebody else. Yeah. I mean, you can't, well, I mean, you can't work on it every single day. Uh, but I mean, having three days out of three or four days out of the week where you're, you're focusing on doing just one V one defending the The only way you're going to learn is, is, if you're in that situation, doing it and kind of paying attention to different cues of what you're doing, what the attacker is doing and kind of the going off of that. I mean, it's also the explosiveness part of it, which is kind of translated over to the gym piece that I was working on as well, being explosive and being able to win the ball in, in certain situations. But really, it comes down to getting reps. You can watch as much film as you want, but I mean, nothing translates over to the game as getting reps in a game setting does. So. Right. Mm -hmm. Is there something you wish fans and people knew about you that they might not know? I mean, I'd say I'm just a hardworking guy. You know, I'm here because I want, I want to help the team. And I'm, I'm also here because I want to show who I am on the field. Um, and I'm just a super dedicated guy. Um, that's good enough, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's stoppage time. So do you Perfect. have a must-do personal ritual? You can be on the field or off the field. Must-do personal ritual. I like to just put my right boot on before my left. Um, it's, it's, more of, it's not really a ritual, more of a habit now, but I don't, I don't really have too many rituals other than other than that, but then I have, I mean, obviously just getting the right hydration in before games. Um, I, w I wouldn't say it's more, it's a ritual, but I'd say it's more just right. ticking the boxes of, of what I like to do before games. Just, just habits that you get into. Yeah. And it, it makes your, your kind of going 
to mm. the match and being ready for it by having yeah. these things done. Yeah. So so if, if we see you have a bad day, we know you put your left shoe on first. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I'm not saying. No, I'm I'm never gonna do that. So <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you were to have any other career, what would it be and why? Um if I were to have any other career, I would say I'd say I'd be a, I'd be a good um business manager. I I really like kind of not telling people what to do but organizing people to achieve a goal and I f I feel like that would be really cool to do when I'm when I'm done playing finding myself in in a business setting where I'm able to help organize people to to reach a goal I feel like that's really cool and and being the person to to do that would be would be super fulfilling nice yeah, and maybe you can do that in your volunteer work, you know, kind of organize yeah. something like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, for sure. Do you have a favorite unplugged activity besides playing soccer? Mm, I like, I mean, I like to just hang out, chill, watch TV shows, recover after trainings. I don't like to do too much. I enjoy playing pickleball, but I don't, I don't get to play that often just because we're training so much. You mean um, one at Performance Park, right? Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, a little pickleball court, but it, I don't know. It, it gets pretty tiring after a while, so I don't know if it would mix well. But yeah, I they mean, got the ping pong table there. Yeah, that's different. No, they do. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy playing ping. I just I'm just not the best at it. I like playing, but you know, it gets a little frustrating when you're when you're losing every game. So it, it's not yeah not my favorite. Yeah. But I mean, I like I mean I like to play video games with the guys as well. So. Is it generally FIFA, and then do you have a, something else you play? Yeah, generally, generally just FIFA. Uh, I mean, it just kind of just depends what what the guys want to play, really. But yeah. yeah. And do you have a you kicking back with a show? Like, is, do you have certain shows that you watch over? You know, you know, certain ones you like? Not really. I mean, obviously, I mean, there's shows that I really like. I'm not really watching anything right now. There's nothing really good out, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't right. know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just and not looking in the right already, places. Right? Yeah. Maybe I'm just not looking in the right places. But um, yeah, I mean, I like. I've watched. I watched the Game of Thrones series. I like that. But that's cool. really the only thing that's that's sticking out to me. All right. If you're watching a match like of other players and you're not at it, do you have like a go-to snack or something you like to munch on? Dried mangoes for sure. Love dried mangoes. Well, that, that doesn't need to be for watching a game. I can. You just have them. Mangoes. Yeah. Cool. Do you find starting a project or finishing one more gratifying? I'd say they're both gratifying in different ways, but finishing a project, it's kind of kind of like scoring a goal. Really, nothing beats the feeling of reaching an objective. I would say. So I'd say fulfilling. All right. Last question. What recharges you? A good night's sleep definitely goes a long way. <laughs> um, that definitely recharges me. But I'd say feeling confidence in myself, but feeling that confidence from others recharges me, whether that's affirmation from my teammates or coaches or family members, that really recharges me and kind of grounds me to say that yeah i belong here i'm doing good 
just got to keep going and do my best so that those those affirmations really recharge me awesome well nick i appreciate you coming on the show and just talking a little bit about yourself i know that's not always what people like to do but i appreciate you doing that and and giving the the charlotte fc fans a, a taste of what nick's about yeah appreciate appreciate you for having me i'm glad we could fit it in and get this done so thank you for having me sure One of the things that really resonated with me after talking to Nick is just how much he loves soccer and how much he wants to be a part of it. And, you know, just that intensity for it and for the game. And I know everybody has it at this level, but it just feels like he also has that understanding of the togetherness and like the organization and, and what he needs to do to be a good team player for what he needs, you know, switching to a new position last year and working on that and, you know, having a chance here and, and having people believe in him. So I just see more and more great things coming for Nick and hopefully it'll be on the MLS side soon. It was a pleasure and a treat having him on the show and I hope you all enjoyed more about him and hopefully we can see him this year. Thanks for listening to the Charlotte FC Podcast. I'm Nick Finelli, your host. Please follow us on X and Instagram at CLTFC Podcast. We're also at CLTFCPodcast.com or CharlotteFCPodcast.com if you want to go to our website. And we'll be posting more stuff on YouTube. So if you want to get playlists there too, 